that adds more anxiety to me. No. You can always edit it later. I really don't like doing that much editing, for real. Okay. But welcome to the Harvest. Welcome to another episode of the Harvest. That's what I meant to say now. I don't know what's up with me. I'm just real relaxed right now. I don't care. Like, I'm with, I'm with my homegirl. I'm with my, since eighth grade. It's been a very long time. <laughs> it's been a long ass time. I should have brought a you picture. Know? I should have brought your book. Oh, no, you didn't have to do that. I'm going to my mom's house after. Uh, you have I to can get it for you. you know, I can the, send a picture. No, I knew how I looked back then. I'm saying for the, for the, no. Are you right? Would yeah, that okay, be yeah. like good for the picture? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what? Do we have a class picture? Mr. Johnson? I'll see when I get over there. Okay. I, I know, know that's who homeroom. She got in. all my stuff, so I'll ask her. Yeah, we was in Miss. What's his name? I'm, I, that old white man. Yeah. Yeah, we had an old white. We had an old white. Oh, you got that? Okay. What you What you just press? No, just let it go. No, 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 no. I'm not racist. Yeah, yeah like no, I'm not racist. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Harvest, where we come to Harvest Empowering Conversations. It's your boy, Tony, um, a.k.a. Anthony, a.k.a. Hassan. And here I have with me my road dog, a special guest. Um, so glad you were able to come uh, to uh, fuck with me on the Harvest. I said I want to stop cussing. I just got to get better at my vocabulary. Cool. Hey, man, give it up for Mr. Charlie. Hey, guys. Happy to be here. Yeah, Charlie. No. <laughs> Yeah. 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 Hey, let's give a I know y'all already did it, my bad. You know, I'm just real relaxed right now, but appreciate you for taking the time out to come sure. on. Always. Talk with your boy. Uh, I gave you a little rundown of what we we're gonna talk about. You was like you want that you want that book? You're getting deep. But no, like I, I like people like, you know, like I I put it into mindsets where like this is also like just us. When I when I bring like my friends on, like mm -hmm. people I have like genuine connections with, I like to bring them over and just talk. Like it's rare that you like sit down and really just have like a real conversation. Just kick it, yeah. Just kick it and talk about some mm -hmm. meaningful things, cause like you know. But we known each other. I first met you at Shallow Middle School mm -hmm. in Gwinnett. Shout out to well, I ain't gonna shout out. Shallow. Not, no, we don't have to shout out Gwinnett. Yeah, we don't have to. Yeah, we, yeah. Well, we don't have to. No shade to the Gwinnett. Viewers, no say It's all love. It's all love over here. Yeah. But no, that's where I first met you, and like we've been like, like on the low. Like I know you went to Grady, I went to Mays, mm -hmm. and then you went to North Carolina and T. I went to Shaw, and then like it's always that. Like we, we was always near or in touch. I guess you could say we didn't lose touch. It was always every time we came back. It was like. Ah, back like we never left again. Yeah. Charlie, you here now? Damn. Like, oh. Like, yeah, because I didn't know you went to Grady. I'm like, Charlie, hey, Grady, that's crazy. I think we met, we saw each other in the parking lot at Mays. And I'm like, and what are you doing here? Why y'all go here? <laughs> like, oh, I live down the street. Cool. So. Yeah, that, yeah. That, that's how I started. Yeah. But 
but no, uh, like again, I said, thank you for coming on. I wanted to like, you know, you was asking like, you know, what to expect, what we would talk about, but none, none too, you know, none too crazy, none too deep. But also like, like I see you and I see that like, you're, you're, and this is me also giving you your flowers, right? Mm. This is, this is me like giving you your flowers. Like I see you, you carry yourself so poised, right? It's, it's like, it's like, you know, like you, you handle business, business is business at all times. And I can respect that because it's like, you know, you call it for how you see it. You know, shout out Taurus Gang. Period. <laughs> always. <laughs> shout yeah. out to Taurus Gang. But I always saw that you like, you always, you know, you stood in you, right? You mm-hmm. stayed in you. But I also want to talk because I know like you almost like in sales, right? And we were talking about earlier, like how like in corporate, where you almost have a cold switch, right? Mm-hmm. So I want to like, with you, especially in sales, especially being, um, and I hate to portray this, like, I hate always saying like, being a black man in this or being a black woman in mm-hmm. this, but sometimes the truth is the truth, right? And you feel that. Um, how was that for like for you? The cold switching? Yeah. And, oh my gosh, I can go back to my internship. And my first internship was here in Atlanta, right? Mm-hmm. So my first exposure to corporate was at the airport. Mm. Black people run the airport. I don't know if y'all know that, yeah. but they do yeah. from the mayor down. So my first exposure to that was a positive experience. I was in the room with a lot of big time CEOs of restaurants and things like that. I yeah. was mar- I'm doing a marketing internship for concessions. And so in my head and going to a black school, my dad was in corporate, he's a black man, surround growing up in a black city with, you know, successful black people. I was very comfortable and always had this certain level of confidence in my competence. Mm -hmm. Then Mm -hmm. fast forward, go to an HBCU, the biggest HBCU. So really surrounded by black excellence that Provided you literally opportunities on a platter. Shout out to A&T, Aggie Pride. Shout out to A&T. You know. So my first exposure of maybe having some type of off-putting feeling of that was my Cisco internship. Mm. Really. I was completely white. It was me, Kenneth, Mm. and our friend Timmy. Kenneth wasn't in the same city as us, but same internship. Yeah. And it was my first time really being a minority. So I never really had confidence issues, but walking into a room where you are basically the only one of your kind, it's It's different. It's very different. So instead of coming in as my authentic self, like I always have, I took a step back and I kind of went against everything that I did to try to assimilate Mm. everything that I said. You know how people say, you know, your grandmas always say, never say what you never going to do. I did that whole thing. Like, I buttoned up. I wasn't comfortable. I didn't really know anything about tech. I got into that internship off of like a, you have talent for sales. Uh-huh. You belong here. I want a competition. Let's do it. I didn't even want to do sales. Mm. What, did, what, did, what did you want to do? Marketing. Marketing. I wanted to go straight into getting my MBA after grad school. I didn't want to get job experience first. Basically Ooh. the exact opposite of what I ended up doing. Yeah. But you know, my parents were like, you taking this opportunity. Yeah. I'm and like, why not? And everything happens for a reason. Yeah. So my um, manager at the time, who is actually one of my good friends still to this day, mm-hmm. um, younger, she was like a younger white lady about her business. She ran the whole internship program. 
every week we had feedback, like one-on-one feedback, and they would coach you and push you. That's like the hardest probably internship work experience I've ever had to this day. Mm. And it was the same thing every week. We feel like you're not bringing yourself. We feel like we don't really know who you are. And I'm like, of course, that's easy for you to say. You are white corporate in America. I'm not even there yet. Yeah. I don't feel comfortable being in this space. Yeah. My first week at that internship, I had to figure out how to assert my... So the angry black woman thing, right? Uh-huh. I got that the Which first is the thing. week. Yeah. The first week, I was put in a group with all white men to mm-hmm. work on a project. Mm. And I had to fight for my place to have a voice in there and that's when I started assimilating because I'm like okay this isn't working but after we went out a couple times with each other it was only ten of us you're stuck together the whole summer you're gonna have to end up being friends yeah oh we were great we were cool it was good we all got the job we came into the job together and Uh that's when I started realizing if I don't show up for myself now Mm. when yeah because I don't want to end up like some of the some of these black people who you lose yourself because eventually trying I, to conform, trying to be, conform. Yeah, be somebody else. right and i wanted to set an example for the people i wanted to bring up with me and josh helped me with that once mm. i actually got to the office and i got the job he was always you know josh was yeah. always unapologetically himself right. and they called me the mini him i'm like i'm not going to shy away from who i am i'm going to wear my hair natural and switch up the wigs and do all that. I was a, <laughs> I was a wig queen back then. I was doing all types of stuff. I was in my twenties. Yeah. Um. I mean, you still are, but you know. The, uh, the early ones. <laughs> when you just were doing anything. Y'all know back right, in yeah. the day, like right, yeah, when you yeah. just did anything with your hair and your makeup <laughs> and you were just trying stuff. Yeah, I, okay. I didn't care. Yeah. I'm gonna wear what I want to wear. I'm gonna act how I want to act. I'm gonna speak how I want to speak. You're gonna be you. I'm gonna be me. Mm-hmm. So just like when we were talking before we started filming, like I still to a degree couldn't really be myself because I completely was not welcomed in that space in that particular office. Yeah. But when I moved back home and I was able to get onto my new company, again, in a African American city, which ever since I've been pulling up to the office, just very welcomed energy. I've had diverse management. All of my management and top management have been women of color. Mm. My direct managers, men of color, teammates, colors of the rainbow. Been an amazing experience, but even if it wasn't that, I'm still going to show up unapologetically myself because I know that my gifts will make room for me, and I know who I belong to, and he's going to make room for me wherever I'm at. Now that's where I'm at with it. That's what's up. So, like with you in that in that space, because like what I like like what I realize it's important. Like I won't say it's important, but it is something to where like you're not the only one in the room, Mm -hmm. or you're not like. You know, you could just show up somewhere and just be you. Like, this is who I am. Either you like it or you don't. Period. Right. But it's like, um, and you you mentioned something. You you mentioned the uh, the angry black lady, right? Which mm-hmm. is a, when I went, which is a thing. It's a label that people actually put on black women, angry black women. Like you yep. hear that, especially in aggressive, a- aggressive, right? So with that, like, I want to know, like, because I guess like. I ain't gonna lie, I'm, I'm not too familiar in sales, but like, is there a lot of pressure to like get a deal done? So I'm not even in sales anymore. You're I only not? did, nope, I only did sales like the first six, seven something months. Uh-huh. I got up out of there. It wasn't my passion. And then once I got in, I decided, oh, I'm going a different way. 
I still do sales to a degree, but not like hands on, like, hands on okay. sales. Got you. But okay. it's the same thing because I still have a goal. I work through partners, so business development of the partners that we go through mm. to do sales for us. Hmm. Okay. So it is a pressure because yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like, okay, why aren't your partners selling whatever? Yeah. Why are your numbers low? Yeah. What's happening? So yeah, the pressure is still there. And how do how do you like um, with it being there? How do you like manage it? like try to stay focused through it i control now i've taken my emotion my personal emotion out of my job 100 percent. that's probably one of the biggest lessons that i learned this year is to remove emotion from things that aren't personal this is a job to pay my bills unfortunately i'm not the type of person that's passionate about corporate america my passions lie in other things so until i get to a place where I want to move into that direction. Yeah, you're doing what this you got to do. I'm doing what I have to do. This is a means to pay my bills and provide for my future family and for the lifestyle that I'm trying to live and that I'm living. Yeah. So I just took my emotions out of it, and I control what I can, and that's all I can do. And I've literally just invited God into my situation to kind of let him take care of it. But don't get me twisted. I worked my ass off, and now it's like if once you know your strengths, play on that. And don't talk about what you can't do. Just talk about what you can and push that as much as you can. Over-communicate a mm. lot. I over-communicate probably every little thing to my management, especially within my industry. Things are very messy right now. Yeah. So that's the biggest thing. I took my, my emotions out of it. Control what you can. Over-communicate of all the effort that you're doing. Some stuff is probably just not going to show up on paper. Our economy sucks right now. Yeah. Ain't nobody buying stuff. But, yeah, that's all you can do. Hey, you you are um, you said like removing emotions was like one of the biggest lessons you learned lately. That removing emotions. What would be another? Have you learned another lesson? Like what would be the like? Oh, definitely the removing emotions out of things that don't deserve your emotion and mm. um, radical acceptance. It's found. All right. <laughs> I'm in therapy, so yeah, 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 yeah. radical acceptance is when you literally have to take every situation and identify it for what it is right now and what it is or it's not going to be. You don't know because you don't know the future. I don't know what's going to happen in the next five minutes, quite mm, frankly. Yeah. So radical acceptance is this is literally what it is. So what can you do in this situation right now to accept it for what it is, accept it for what it is and so you can harness peace for whatever it is at this moment and for the future, regardless of what the outcome is going to be. Yeah. And it, and it plays, it plays a role not only in life, but also in relationships and friendships and just accepting. That's, yeah. This is for work. This is for friendships, relationships. Yeah. It's for everything. Life. Yeah. yeah. Cause that's, that's one thing I came to just like accepting people and stuff for what it is. And just like, you know, also leaning on like, cause I know we went, we went to, um, Show you how me how me and tight Charlie are. We went to church on Easter Sunday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, brothers and sisters in Christ. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But no, um, but also just realizing that, like you know, like there isn't realizing the fact that I don't have that much control. None really. Right, like you know, so it's just like the only thing that would be best for my mental is just accept it for how it is instead of like trying. I talked to you on the episode of portraying the image on somebody. And not like just take it for what it is. I feel like I feel like once you like once people get to that, 
the point is like you, you just start looking more of the positives and more of the beauties in life rather than or what is not or exactly what I sh- what I should have you know what I'm saying it's just like that that ease that and it, approaching things and people for what it is as well like stop trying to force things with people or with situations radical acceptance is okay maybe this is no longer my person for this or maybe they just weren't at all and I was the one trying to force it accept that person for who they are and what they can do for you or what they what place they have in your life yeah and that's what it is same thing with situations this is this situation is not moving the way i wanted to move okay well accept it for what it is accept it for yeah and move in it live in it sit in it Mm. be in it this is what it is right now stay present stay present yeah i'm talking to talk i want to ask you so with that like have you have you seen a difference in like the relationships you have in your life now like with knowing like radical acceptance definitely Ooh. yeah yeah definitely have, have you seen that like in and um dating as well with myself yeah for yeah. sure but my radical acceptance is i learned that i had to take radical acceptance for my past relationships with men and the part that i played in my own hurts mm. and accept that and sit in it and then once I actually healed from it, and I was then then I knew I was ready to take whatever person God has for me. And once He sends yeah. that person or sent that person, like, okay, yeah, now yeah. I know how to date correctly and my actual worth. I had to like come to a Jesus talk with myself that I preach all day because of how I am. Like, oh, I know my worth. I know this. Oh, Charlie just acts like this. Yeah. I didn't, or I did. My actions weren't matching my persona at all. I had to radically accept the fact that that's that's on me. Mm-hmm. Those people did those things, but what part did you play in especially the patterns? Because mm-hmm. it was the same thing the cycles, over and over. Yeah, yeah, and we're Tauruses, so we mm-hmm. kinda have a bad habit of having bad habits. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh, yeah. So yeah, yeah. like Mm. radical acceptance no i accept the fact that i did this and i accepted this and my part is that i supported the bullshit yeah. so what are we going to do the, the next time the last time if we wanted to be the last time what yeah. are we going to do yeah and i and i uh i feel you when you say like sitting in and healing from it because that's that's where the work is that's where you got to do the self-evaluation you got to start from the core of to why that even got to I mean that's I mean that's what I do. Like I sit in that and I'd be like, okay, how do we get to this point? Or what caused me to mm-hmm. act in this way? Okay, we can't no. And it's also just just wanting the, the best for yourself and just mm-hmm. wanting better because like you see yourself slip up, you're like, no, nah, I can't do that. And then also having a self awareness. Self awareness is key. Oh my gosh, and like taking responsibility. Oh man, mm-hmm. talk about your self awareness. you're funny i think i've always had good self-awareness but i'm on a whole nother level of self-awareness with people but self-awareness with myself development of self-awareness yeah Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a whole nother thing yeah yeah no i feel you looking in the mirror like when you start writing you journal i do okay i do you You ever say yes (laughs) you ever like you like were writing in your journal 
about things about yourself because it's easy to talk about other people yeah 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 <laughs> in your journal and what people did to you and things that happened to you but it's not even about things that you did to other people but just things about yourself mm -hmm. that you know you need to address mm -hmm. and when you read it out loud mm -hmm. that hurts mm. it's like the uh spider-man meme yes i started yeah. crying one time yeah it was earlier this year it was like February, and that's when everything just started to unravel. Like you said, you got to start from the core of where it came from. And mm -hmm. I realized, like, I never, I knew I had stuff from childhood, but I thought I got over it. Not the first time. This is my second round of therapy. No shame. No shame. My thing is, dang, I thought I was good. Yeah. No. Mm -mm. No, mm -mm. when you really start to dig in, it's like, that, oh, I have yeah. this because of this, because of how I was when I was a kid. You wrap that all up in a nice box, and like, once you're ready to give that box away, that's when everything, Ooh. that's when you feel that release. You get the monkey off your back. Like, okay. Yes, but okay, it yeah. definitely takes that time where you have to sit with yourself for a while and mm -hmm. look in that mirror. And you don't, people don't like to do that and look at what, Am I ready to look at myself? They don't. And address this? They and don't. sit in it? That's growth. That's it's, real growth. I seen a tweet saying uh that people make the new um the new uh thing for avoidance is setting boundaries. I saw your post. Yeah. Let's talk about it. <laughs> Let's get into that. Like avoiding, you know, you're setting, you know, I'm not gonna do this because I'm setting boundaries. No, you're really avoiding the fact that you need to address this issue head on. Mm -hmm. That's what I realized. I realized like, yo, like instead of running from the problem, I need to go ahead and start facing the problem. Like, yeah, I can say like, no, I'm, no, I'm not gonna do that because I ain't. No, it's better. Whatever, it's better to face the problem with with everything. You got bills you need to pay for. Just go ahead and pay it. Just, you know, you got. You, <laughs> you feel me? Like, you know, you got shit you need to take. Just go ahead and take. Just go ahead and take care of it. But also with yourself, or like. No, I actually need to sit down and do this evaluation of self because this ain't this ain't it. I feel like that about certain people with like cutting people off or we all get we all have stuff going on. I feel like the older we get, especially this year particularly, has been very hard mm. um, for a lot of people. But there's a difference between setting boundaries because boundaries you know i do believe in the whole like boundaries aren't for them they're for you okay yes yeah but there is a difference between not addressing things with yourself and other people or you really got stuff going on with other people but Thanks. you're just going to put slap the label on it Thanks. so it sounds good are you are you looking at the boundary mirror. no you're not yeah. are you looking in the mirror before you set the boundary and that's the thing i feel like in order to set boundaries you have to you have to do self-work first in order to be able to label and uh, prioritize what needs to be done or what needs to be taken away. Exactly. Like, you, like if you ain't looking in the mirror, like you say, like then what you doing? Avoiding conflict, avoiding uncomfortable conversations. Woo. Grow up. Woo. No, fast, <laughs> fast. But I want, I want, I want to dig into something else because I remember, and I hope you don't get mad at me for bringing this up. But I remember we were at Milo's graduation party. Mm -hmm. And you know, having a good time. Boom. And we we were talking about dating that time too. I actually had a good conversation with um Kenneth about individuality and dating too. That was Ooh. something different. But you said one key thing. You was like you don't trust your heart. Do you still feel that way? I remember this. Do you yeah. still feel that way? 
I no, you know what's interesting? I was having this conversation with my therapist like Tuesday. That's wild. It was the last ten minutes. We were mm-hmm. wrapping up, and she's like, "Anything else?" And I'm like, "For the next time we speak, there's been something sitting on me because of some developments in my life." And I'm like, "Why do I?" I was like, "I want to talk about how to get over." triggers and traumas so you don't let that lead into your next relationship if you know that you know Mm -hmm. this could be something for real yeah and she was like okay well first of all let's just address this now you can get over your trauma she was like which you have you're done with that it's your triggers that you have issues with that's not something you can get over it takes work (laughs) yeah she's like it's really not anything that you get over it's like it's something she's like kind of like drug addiction or people who struggle with different things like that it's more a coping mechanism Mm -hmm. of how you don't let it take you down the rabbit holes that you tend to go down Mm -hmm. either if it's with work personal relationships all your stuff Mm -hmm. and she was like and because you have i struggle with intrusive thoughts i've had those struggles since i was a child yeah she's like that's your struggle which also leads to why your triggers are tend to be more of a challenge because you go down rabbit holes internally and in your spirit. Overthink. Overthink. And she was like, you need to learn. She's like, it's not about the other person. It's about you. It's not about trusting them or trusting what they say or what they do. And she's like, Charlie, this is a you problem that we're really going to have to figure out. And she was like, you have issues with trusting yourself. That includes your heart. I'm still struggling. I'm still struggling. I'm still struggling. Because I remember you saying it, and I was like, you don't trust your heart. Like, what you mean? No. Like, that's big. Because when you said I was like, oh, no. Like, you were like, oh, no. Yeah, yeah, when, yeah when, you, uh, when you said it, I was like, oh, no. Like, no. This can't be. Just due to, yeah. like, just due to the friendship that we have, just hearing mm-hmm. anybody say that that you care about, that you, like, really look after, look after for, like, in terms of, like, friendship, it's like, oh, no. We can't have that, but I wanted to, I wanted to ask you that because I because I was it was it was it's always been on the back of my mind. It's different with friendships, though. You know, mm-hmm. you can love like I love I love y'all deep. Yeah. Like my friendships are like my family, and my family, of course, is number one too. So that's never been a problem, but it's something about trusting myself with men because of just the things that I've been through. It's like. I don't really think I trust my heart anymore because the few times that I did, and again, we love hard as Tauruses. Yeah. It takes a lot. But once you but yeah. once you got us, once we locked in. you have us. So to not feel like um, I've never, like to not feel the, res- like, what's the word? Reciprocation? Yeah, reciprocation. Yes, yeah. of that feeling and like, I got you. I cherish you you can exhale with me you know what yeah, i mean like you can let loose you can be yourself never yeah. have actually had that 100 percent because after the first time mm. that drop was so low because it followed me so many years mm. after that initial relationship because of work and we worked together it was just crazy yeah, yeah. he was a crazy person but after that i'm like i've i'm a head person i'm always going to think with this first I'm very analytical. Mm-hmm. I think maybe I'm a little too business-minded focused sometimes. Like, oh, well, I'm looking at this as a business problem instead of a human. Yeah. And I'm always thinking, like, the what-ifs and the what's and what could happen and whatever. It's like, no, I'm still working on figuring out how to um, overcome my triggers. 
I've healed from my traumas, mm -hmm. but just allowing myself to be 100% in the moment mm -hmm. and yeah. to see this person for who they are and just to trust God that he's leading me in the right direction of what I'm praying for too, right? Yeah. And that's actually have been helping me open up my heart more. I feel it now, just be, 100 percent. Like I feel yeah. it a lot better now. I'm doing so much better with it, that. but I'm still yeah. working. Just pray for me. It's a process. It's, it's look, process. Look, like, I, like I said, now we everyone going through something. We all unfrost that heart, child. <laughs> One chip at a time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, one chip at a time, and you must put it. Like I said, uh, no one said it was gonna be easy. No, but the work must be done. Yeah, to get what you want. Mm -hmm. And you know, I want marriage. Mm -hmm. I want kids, but I don't want just a marriage. I want the marriage. Like I want my marriage. Yeah. Like, I want a healthy with your person. Marriage with, with my yeah, person. You, yeah. yeah, I don't believe in couple goals and stuff. I don't want to be like nobody but me. Yeah, personally. <laughs> um, but you know. Yeah. If I want that, then I have to do the work by myself. Work. Mm -hmm. So. Then you gotta ask yourself how bad you really want it. How bad you want it? So I'm doing the work. Cause I really, what I realized, I'm like, I get why people quit. I get it too. I get why people just be like, hell no, like, <laughs> cause it's a lot. It's easier to walk away than to risk, and I'm also a risk adverse person. But all is fair in love and war. Mm. If you're a Absolutely. good person yeah. and if you like purposefully try to treat people the right way and you're selfless and you're actually thinking about the other person instead of just thinking about yourself, mm -hmm. then I do believe all is fair in love and war. Sometimes yeah. just stuff don't work out. But people who go about this life in such a self selfish way, which I think our generation does, that's why you got all these people like me walking around who, yeah, yeah, I got trust issues. Yeah. I don't trust myself. <laughs> Cause folks just out here hurt people hurt people they do nobody wants to get help i want to go talk to the lady child you went to go talk to your auntie get out of here oh we're gonna talk to the auntie oh man but no look before the sun sets on us i appreciate you for coming on the harvest i appreciate you i appreciate friend. you sitting down talking to me this was a real good conversation and i hope um yes. here at the harvest where we Harvest empowering conversations. I should have a thing that comes up across the uh, screen, and oh, I like that. Yeah, you know, in glittery letters, harvest empowering conversations. I don't know, but um, anyway, hey, I hope uh, <laughs> you were able to get some fruits for the spirit, for the mind, for the body from this conversation, from this um, from this episode. Uh, check back with us. Hey, also, please do make sure to share, like, and subscribe. The harvest creative mute. Creative Fruit Media on YouTube. Subscribe there. But thank you again. Thank you. For I appreciate it. This was you. so refreshing. Oh, well, thank you. This is such a real conversation. I appreciate that. Yeah. I not. appreciate you. Thank you. I appreciate you too. My dog. My dog. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Oh, we'll see y'all next week. Yeah.